Alright everybody, today we're going to talk about how to get a 4.0 GPA for medical school. My GPA at the end of college was 3.93 because my first year I didn't have the best work ethic or study methods, but I got it together over the next three years and managed to get it high enough to get into medical school. If you apply these methods from the get-go, you have a good shot at getting a 4.0 or at least close to it. You don't need a 4.0 to be considered for medical school, but you should aim as high as possible because the GPA is one of the major things that gets your foot in the door. So the first thing is to follow your GPA over your passion. Now these days there's this idea going around about following your passion and you should be enjoying everything you do and the second that you don't enjoy it, you should drop it and find something that you do enjoy. And this is just not very realistic. The reality is that in your journey to becoming a doctor or getting into medical school, you're gonna have to do a lot of things that you don't enjoy and some that you even hate. And it's gonna take discipline and sometimes you just have to swallow that pill and keep it moving. You're not gonna enjoy every single part of getting into medical school or even being a doctor. Whether it's good or bad, a lot of this process is just checking boxes, whether you enjoy it or not. And the GPA is one of those major boxes that you have to check. So you have to maximize this number by doing the right things. So this means that not every class you're going to take in college is going to be something you enjoy. Some classes you just have to take because they're going to boost your GPA. So all in all, you need to choose classes that have a better chance of you getting a higher GPA rather than something that you might enjoy more, but your marks will suffer. The ideal scenario is that you take classes that you enjoy and you do well in them, but when you have to choose between enjoyment and a high mark, go with the high mark. When medical schools look at thousands of applications, they don't care about who enjoyed their classes more, they're just looking at that GPA number and deciding whether you met the cutoffs or not, so don't risk it. Now the second point is to seek upper year mentorship. So as you may already know, pre-med is a very hyper-competitive environment and it's difficult to find good trustworthy friends with the same goal, but there are still good people that you can find. There's clubs and groups you can join or meet people through research labs that can help to guide you, especially when these are upper year students. You wanna ask them what classes they took, what they liked about it, what they didn't like about it. Don't ask anyone about their grade directly but just try and gauge the ease of the class based on how they're talking about it to you. You can use resources like Rate My Prof to kind of vet all the profs in the classes before you take them. These same upper year friends could one day be your mentors in medical school, so make sure you form those connections. Because they've already been through some of the challenges that you're going through or facing some of the choices that you're facing, they're a great resource to be able to help you out, and this is the case at every level. Now, as far as more specifically strategy-wise, you want to pre-read everything and make notes before you go to class. Now, you have to understand that most people on a pre-med path do not make it to medical school. That's a statistical truth. So in order to make sure that you're on the right side of things, you're going to have to do things that other people aren't willing to do and set yourself apart. Studying efficiently and diligently is one of those things as it's very important to save time and learn effectively. So the day before lectures, you want to go over the slide decks for each lecture and make Anki flashcards on them. 
then you can end that specific study session by doing the flashcards you just made. So this way you've already learned the material for the first time and then when you go to lecture the next day, it just reinforces what you already learned and then during that time you can just focus on the details that the professor hones in on, pick up on exam hints, things like that, rather than learning it for the first time. And then whatever the professor emphasizes, you can make additional flashcards on that to remind yourself to focus on it specially. We'll go more into how to study and how to make flashcards in a different podcast and video, but for now, just make notes before you go to class and study them before the lecture. Now, the next thing is to make use of office hours. Most students don't go to their professor's office hours, so make sure that you do. This doesn't mean go every day and just become annoying, but it means to build a relationship with the professor over time. If you go once in a while to confirm a concept that the professor taught in class, that's perfectly fine. While you're there, just be casual with them, have a conversation, get to know them a little bit if they're willing, and try and build that relationship. Through these visits, the professor can clue you in to what will be on the exam and help you out that way or what the expectations are on certain assignments and things like that. And building this relationship early can also set up a situation where you can join that professor's research lab and ask for a reference letter down the road. And this is exactly what happened to me. I went to one of my professor's office hours to talk about an exam and then I saw a hockey jersey on his wall and we ended up talking about hockey for like a half hour. I ended up in his research lab and then he ended up being a great letter writer for me. Now the next thing's very important and that's to make a schedule and stick to it. There are a lot of things that you have to balance in pre-med so you're really shooting yourself in the foot if you don't have a schedule. What you want to do is sit down every Sunday night and just write out the week in your calendar. Whether that's lectures, exams, volunteer activities, research, whatever it is and just fill it in. When it's on paper or it's written down somewhere, you're much more likely to complete it because what you're also going to do is review that schedule at the beginning of each day so you know what you have to get done and then review it at the end of each day to make sure that you actually did the things that you put on that schedule. Now if you find yourself struggling, which you might at first, that's fine, just keep going with it, but if it continues then you might be doing too much and spreading yourself too thin, so you have to take a look at that. Conversely, if things are too easy for you, you might want to look at picking up a few extracurriculars or maybe even enjoying your time. And last but not least, it's to enjoy the process and take breaks. As long as you're doing all the above things diligently and sticking to it, you should be able to get a great GPA. And because you're working more efficiently than others, you're going to have some extra time on your hands. Sometimes it's good to pick up volunteering activities or research and things like that. But you have to keep in mind, you're only going to be this age one time and you're only going to get the college experience one time. So it's important to enjoy it as well. Obviously keep your goals first and foremost. But when you do have this free time, just remember to enjoy the process. Go to that party, go on that date, take a walk, whatever. Explore a new hobby, get some drinks with your friends, and go make those memories. This is going to keep you going in the long run and prevent burnout and you're going to look back at all this as an enjoyable process. So hopefully those things helped you guys out. As always, feel free to reach out to us and let us know what you want to hear about next.